Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Uh, happy to be on here. It feels like um, football season is, is definitely underway now after uh, getting a lot of sun today at Kroger Field. Yeah, it, it was a great day for Kentucky football and such a good day that we're having some kind of technical difficulties here on Kentucky Daily, but we're going to make sure we bring you this episode. So if you notice that my audio doesn't sound as clear as it usually does, it's because my mic has decided to just give out and I'm out in the process of purchasing a new mic. On top of that, Derek, I want you to know that during that practice, I narrowly avoided death. I don't know if you, so I was crossing over the bars, getting into another section there, the, the rails, and there was this little opening. And my, my thing was I'm going to slip and fall and injure myself. No, my foot hit the rail, and there was a wasp nest the size of my oh, inside no. of it, and I'm allergic to bees. So there was like 20 came out at once. They didn't get well, me, though, so, but that would have been a story for sure. How did you get injured at Kroger Field today with barely anybody in the stands? Well, bees attacked me. Got a – Send a file, a complaint or something to the staff over there. Got just hornet's nest hanging out in the stadium. I got to get that cleaned up in the next uh, – a lot weeks. of things get cleaned up with the U.K. football. Got to get some things cleaned up at that stadium too. Yeah. Well, it was definitely a good day though. I uh, got a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of takeaways, uh, some good photos and everything to use through fall camp. But, Derek, let's, let's start with the quarterbacks because that's really the big topic that everybody's wanting to talk about right now. And – Kentucky has three that we're primarily looking at, and Will Levis, Joey Gatewood, and Bo Allen. And to me, they all three did some really good things today. But the takeaway that I have is Will Levis is probably going to break some fingers at some <laughs> point. And they're, those guys better be ready to catch the ball. They better have strong hands because their key his throws, like it's not even the, the, the trajectory that's on them. Like he threw, a, they're on a rope. Every single ball that comes out of his hands, I mean, it's a dart. Yeah. He, he, uh, Will Levis, of course, that was the first time, um, seeing him throw in person. He, uh, I mean, he, he fits his rep. The reputation he had was, I mean, he, and he can watch games. I mean, he's played in games. You can go to YouTube and watch him play in games in the past. And, Definitely does not lack arm strength, and it's it's the arm strength combined with his quick release that uh, I think really is what gets you excited as a prospect when you watch him play. He looks the part as well. He's a legitimate six foot three. I don't know what he's listed as weight wise, but whatever it is, I believe it. Um, he mostly ran with the threes today, and that was kind of a theme throughout. You saw a lot of the guys who weren't here in the spring. Only a few of those guys even ran with the second or second team or first team in some cases. Um, it was definitely Joey Gatewood's day to run with the first team. He was out there first for every drill, first when they got to seven on sevens, first when they got to the team periods. And uh, Levis uh, and then Bo Allen, mostly the second team reps. And Levis worked in a little bit more. I thought Levis got a lot more comfortable as the day went on. Uh, I saw him pretty early on in the practice, absolutely selling out route, way overthrown to the guy that he was going to. And um, but as practice went on, he fit in a couple of really good balls. You guys probably saw it on Twitter. He had two of probably the best throws of the day, or maybe three of the best throws of the day, actually. The one down the right sideline, the Rashawn Lewis, he hit uh, it was a broke, it was a really bad snap. It's from Quentin Wilson at 
kind of hit his butt, I think, whenever he was snapping it, and it kind of rolled back to Levis. That was a play in a game, Sean, that I'm sure he dives on that ball. You probably don't try to make anything out of that play. But in a practice that only had helmets, he went ahead and just grabbed it and slung it down to Josh Ali, who made a good catch. But the third the third throw is not one you were going to see on any uh, on Twitter or anything, but you might remember it. I would say DeMarcus Harris is maybe 15 to 20 yards down the field, and Levis just threw an absolute rope in traffic yeah. to him, and he made a good catch. So um, the other quarterbacks both did some good things too. I mean, Gatewood, he got picked off the one time by Carrington Valentine. He threw it a little bit late over the middle, and Valentine made a good play. Uh, Bo was pretty accurate. I thought they all did some good things, really. Yeah, they did. I, I do think that Bo Allen uh, did some good things there. And I heard Liam Cohen actually praising him a couple of times. Like, I love that. I love it. Just a couple mm-hmm. of throws, you know, trying to build that confidence. Regardless, we expect one of Joey Gatewood or Will Levis to win this job. We don't expect Bo Allen to win this job, but you know that Liam Cohen is wanting to keep building that confidence for him as well to get him ready. And Derek, just from the look today, Kentucky's in a better spot at quarterback with regardless of who those three it is, I think, than what they have been in recent years. They're in a much better spot if they have an injury to any of these guys. I do think that they have people that are capable to get some things done. But at the top of this thing, just from one practice and from what I saw today, I would be surprised if Will Levis isn't the guy in a few weeks. Yeah, and should have put the caveat at the very top of this episode. Some of the things you see at a one-time helmet-only practice should be worth, taken worth a grain of salt. Some things I think do apply. You can take things away from this practice, no doubt. Um, but like the order of the quarterback reps today, I wouldn't pay any attention to. Um, there's no doubt that trait-wise, the way I tried to view the quarterback competition to this point, this is going off prior college history, which – Levis has the most. He doesn't have a ton of experience, but he does have more than anyone else. Gatewood has a little bit at Auburn and Kentucky, and then Bo basically has none, just the two games last year he got in. Um, I try to think of all these guys. What is the best-case scenario? And to me, this is just my opinion, I, I feel like Levis's ceiling, if he puts it all together, is greater than those other two guys. I mean, at this point – you, you can tell a pretty big physical difference in Joey Gatewood and Will Levis compared to Bo Allen. Um, that doesn't mean Bo couldn't play and couldn't be successful. I just think he might be another year off the more I look at him. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to cry. We've both felt like Levis is going to be the guy, but that didn't have anything to do with today. No. Um, and he'll probably keep running with the threes or whatever for another week or so until he really gets comfortable and then they can get him in there and go from there. But Joey, I mean – I thought he did a fine job. Like, I want to say he generally took care of the ball and made the smart play. He did throw the one interception, but that's going to happen. And actually, as I sit here and talk about this, Sean, it just occurred to me. Didn't uh, didn't we have that story that Gatewood didn't throw a pick the whole spring practice? Yeah, we did. So, unless he threw one yesterday, that might have been his first one he's thrown in a long time. So, uh, Valentine, yeah. I didn't really thought about that. That was a good play by Carrington Valentine. Some other things, Sean uh, – that stood out, I guess, personnel-wise, uh, worth mentioning, two defensive linemen who are going to probably play pretty big roles in this team did not practice today. Marquan McCall, who will, who is you know, basically already locked down the nose guard job. He was not out there. And um, Isaiah Gibson, a uh, boundary tackle, who's going to be competing for that starting job. He was not there either. Uh, I believe Josh Moore had a report from the Herald-Leader that on McCall, you know, is a 
precautionary reason, he should be back out there in a few days. So in this era that we're living in right now, I think we can all kind of deduce why those guys weren't out there. Um, but those are two other things that that I noticed. So for for everyone else, though, I mean, pretty much the whole team was out there. Yeah, and, and moving on when we're talking personnel and moving through positions here, I watched the offense a lot today. The way that they had it set up and with us in the crowd, we couldn't really move around the field the way we could in the past where we could loop around and catch groups and everything. So, obviously, I had my eye on the quarterbacks a lot, but I also watched the wide receivers and how they were working and some of the hands drills and things that they were doing there. Derek, obviously, Wondell Robinson led that. He was one. Josh Ali was two in every single drill. But I thought Dekel Crowdis showed some stuff today. He, his athleticism to be shorter, he can really, really leap. So in addition to his speed, he can get up. Uh, Christian Lewis, I thought, made a couple of plays that I was watching too at times. And then you mentioned him a, mo- a moment ago, Rashawn Lewis. Where in the world did he come from, Derek? If, if that is anything for what he could be, he made two catches today that were incredible. Yeah, he did. I think he was a surprising star. I can remember him being mentioned a little bit back in the spring. I didn't really think too much of that, um, but he did. He made some good plays today. Um, should say Demarcus Jenner, Harris as well. I shot him. Yeah, Demarcus Harris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had some guys make some plays. I, I still think you know that's one of those deals where when I'm talking about taking things with you know with a grain of salt. I mean. This is probably potentially, I think for fans, for sure, it's going to be the only time you get to see these guys before uh, before the first game. And I'm going to guess we don't get an open practice for media. I hope we do. But it might be the only time we get to see them too. So just because, you know, this is just the second practice of, of fall. I mean, you could go back and watch them practice two weeks from now, and uh, the personnel they have out there playing in certain spots could be totally different. So that's why you can't draw any huge conclusions. But based off of what Lewis did, you know, he did enough in the spring to get his name mentioned. When you talk about how bad Cohen wants to get some more depth at wide receiver, I wouldn't write him off. I mean, I don't know that he's going to play a huge role on this team, but he went up and got a few passes. Um, I don't think he was really doing that against the first team, but, you know, he made the most of his opportunities against the backups. And uh, I was mentioning to somebody, he might have been standing there, I was – I know that he transferred in here, I think, from FAU. i got this paper here in front of me. Got my trusty old roster. Uh, yeah, Zach Johnson – or, sorry, Rashawn Lewis transferred in from Florida Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And he also played at Central Florida. So, I was kind of – I kind of felt like he would have been a pretty good player at that level. So, I'm not really sure why he transferred up to UK. Um, but he, he did do some good things. He was definitely in there. Probably the biggest takeaway I had on the offense, you're right. I mean, you talk about Wondell Robinson uh, – if, if Wondell Robinson is healthy, there's little doubt in my mind he's going to lead the team in catches. Uh, he might end up being the best overall player on the offense. But the way that they u- utilize Jatal McLean, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he's going to be a huge part of this offense, especially when you take into account that Cavassier Smoke apparently is already battling an injury. Um, I don't know what was going on with him. It might have been precautionary why he wasn't out there, but he started practice, was out there for a little while. I think he might have had his lower leg wrapped up a little bit taped up, uh, but, you know, really no reason to push it too hard this early in fall camp, but still something worth monitoring. But uh, that kind of allowed Jatan to get a lot of the second team running back reps, and he was already being utilized out of the slot um, at wide receiver. Yeah, he was, and that was the thing that I took away from that offense was they took shots downfield. They, they were trying to push the ball downfield and a lot of those things, Derek, but they also 
did a good job. It looks like they're getting the ball out of these quarterbacks' hands fast and getting to some of these playmakers, and Jatal McClain was one of them. And it seemed like that last 30 minutes, 45 minutes of that practice, he was the guy that had the ball in his hands a lot. And I know they're not able to tackle, and some of those runs would have been cut probably 15, 20 yards short. But he had some plays there that you could see if that was actual live football with tackling and everything, he was still going to make some big chunk plays. Yeah, and that's one of those things when I'm talking about saying, hey, maybe this doesn't mean that much. I, I, I would say it's the opposite on this. I would think you're going to get a heavy dose of him this season. Um, I'd already heard him mention as a guy who would probably get lined up at wide receiver some more. When I got there today, they hadn't officially you know, kicked off practice yet. It was a little bit before 11. You were there already. Um, they were – it was just the offense practicing. They were just kind of lining up, getting some formations down. That's probably the first play I saw of the whole day was Jatal McClain on a jet sweep lined up out there with Waddell Robinson and Josh uh, Josh Ali as well. So I think those are going to be the guys who get in there. Um, one guy who you would expect to play a lot is Isaiah Epps. He didn't really do anything noteworthy today, but, again, it's one practice. You know, They could get the pads on two weeks from now, and he might have a huge day. So nothing I would look into too much. This guy's a fifth-year senior. He's played quite a bit of college football. He's going to get his opportunities to play. Uh, but I'm just kind of wondering if, if – what we saw today, I do think legitimately could carry over in terms of the three top targets on this team and the passing game being uh, Robinson, Ali, and, and Jatah McLean. But uh, Chris Charter, like with these practices, a lot of times too, like as a guy becomes established, you don't, at least me, I don't spend as much time like kind of talking about them. Like, you know, you can count on Chris Rodriguez, you, you know, you can count on Darian Kennard. DeAndre Square, Corker, these guys, like they're they're gonna they're gonna be fine. So I kind of look for the other guys, kind of the supplemental guys who can come in and and help out a little bit. But uh, oh, my my impression with this offense, some of the concepts that they were running was were pretty unique. I mean, they got some that some guys under center. I didn't notice this, uh, Sean. Maybe you did. I thought I, I thought I read that maybe Gaywood was the only quarterback who didn't go under center. Uh, now that you say it, I don't remember him ever going under center. I know Levis and Bo definitely did, did. some of those yeah. play action passes. Yep. So now that I think about it, I don't think that he did. Not, not that I can re- recall. But the thing with Cohen's offense is we got – I mean, it's small. It's a small sample. But it's the it's how creative is he going to get out of some of these formations and formations and things like that. You mentioned that the jet sweep to McLean and, and getting these athletes the ball in space, Derek, and just getting the ball in their hands in different ways. Uh, we know that Wondell Robinson ran the ball some at Nebraska. We don't know how much he's going to do that at Kentucky, but how creative can Liam Cohen get with some of these options that he has on offense? I'm pretty creative. They ran a wheel route out of the backfield for Chris Rodriguez. I think it was Gatewood throwing it to him, and he was wide open. There was no one near him on that route, and that was against the first-team defense. So that was something I noticed that was was pretty creative. Um it's definitely going to be a change. I'll be really surprised. I'm not saying they're going to jump from the worst passing offense in the SEC to top five or anything like that. I think that would be a pretty dramatic change. But this, the way they operate, it's going to be a lot different. I, I think. I mean, I just think you got a kind of coordinator who was going to be a little bit more innovative than what Eddie Grand was. I think he's someone who uh, he's got some. I think he's have better players, honestly, at his disposal. I mean, I know. A lot of those guys we've been talking about were here last year, but McLean wasn't playing that role last year. You know, as, as a wide receiver, he wasn't really getting any different looks. 
Wondell Robinson being in this offense is, I mean, it's huge to have a defense as to key on a guy like that. It's going to open some things up for other guys. And, um, yeah, I would just be really surprised if there's not a pretty big jump made by this offense this season. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And moving on to, we've talked to wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks. Any notes on the defensive side? that you saw today. I know we mentioned Carrington Valentine made a really good play on that interception there. That he had the 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 finger pointing up like he yeah. was taking that thing to the house. <laughs> if, uh, if the whole field was available available. But I thought they have some guys on defense that look really good physically. I mean obviously we had our eyes on the offense today. We were waiting to see what Liam Cohen was going to do, but defensively they have a lot of guys that looked the part there. Yeah, and also I think it's a little tougher for the defense on days when it's just helmets. You know, you don't really – you mentioned one of those rounds about McLean that looked like it got busted. I, I kind of think, and if that was tackle, I don't know if he really has that big of a gain. Um, I do want to go back to the wide receivers one quick. A guy we wanted to mention was Crowdis. Um, And I tried to keep an eye on all those wide receivers that are freshmen. I think Dekel Crowdis is uh, – he's very, he's very skinny, I would say. Um, he's listed at 5'10", 180. You, you think he really weighs 180? No. I don't I think know. so either. <laughs> I think they're being generous there. If he uh, weighs 180, Adrian Huey is 6'5". <laughs> yeah, Adrian Huey, uh, a freshman corner. He's a someone I think he's going to need to get in the weight room a little bit. But uh, with Crowdis, Sean, I mentioned him yesterday as a guy that you feel like could could contribute in some way with his speed, and I, I'm even more convinced of that today. And again, this is this is helmets. This is not full pads, but for a wide receiver room that desperately craves speed, I would be surprised if Crowdis does not get his chance to, to have a pretty big role at some point in this offense. And it, it'll come down to how much he can handle. But uh, I, I thought he looked like a, a contributor. He was also back there fielding punts. He was with Josh Ali and Wandell and Mike Drennan. Um, and then the other wide receiver, Magwood has been here since the spring. I didn't see a ton of him today. Uh, but then Chris Lewis was someone I wanted to look at. And I think Chris Lewis, I'll stand by this. I think by the time he leaves UK out of those three guys, he will end up being the best player out of all them. I mean, he, he gives them a different look. He's 6'3". Uh, what's he listed at right now? Right now they got Chris Lewis listed at 190. He told me yesterday at Media Day that he kind of envisions himself being about 215 here in two or three years. If he gets to that – and with his athleticism, uh, with his athleticism, his kind of catch radius, I would be surprised if he doesn't turn out to be a very good player at UK. You're talking about him at 6'4", 215. Uh, today, 
uh, I saw him a little bit with the scout team. He he was hard to handle for Adrian Healy back there. Uh, the pretty big size difference there for those two guys. Um, didn't he didn't get a ton of reps, you know, which is not not surprising. It's just a second college practice, so I would say. As I think he, I think he might end up being the best, but I could also maybe see him really not having much of a role this year. Just, just with some of the other guys that are going to be ahead of him, and he, he needs to get a little bit stronger, um, learn some more nuances, I guess, of the wide receiver position. But he, he, I think is a great wide receiver prospect to have on this team. And then, real quick on tight ends before we go to defense, Rig and Bates. I mean, I think you know what to expect from those guys. They're going to be good for you. But I, I think that move with Isaiah Cummings is going to really pay off. For UK, I think he's going to bring them a different look. He's just got a burst that those other guys don't have. Uh, those other two, and I thought Dingle looked pretty good too. I mean, Dingle, Dingle was running with the first team. Jordan Dingle was by the time practice was over. And again, that's not stunning because you've only got four, and a lot of these sets at Kentucky runs, you know, they already have two guys out there. So I, I think all four of those guys are going to play Sean and help. And and you mentioned Drennan a moment ago. That's another guy that you kind of have your eye on if he taps into some of that potential and stuff that the the staff knows that he has coming out of high school, got some reps last year. You know, where does he go? So that that wide receiver room, we're talking two for sure. It could end up being a lot deeper, Derek. And if they get to a third or fourth, maybe fifth option there that's reliable, then Will Levis, whoever the quarterback is, and Liam Cohen, they have options with these backs and that strong offensive line. So that's another thing we're looking for. One thing, too, before we move on to defense, punting seems to be just fine as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said they're trying to just plug and play guys, these Australians they bring in. Um, I saw him roll out a few times and, and do the punts, but I also saw him just kind of sitting back and kind of doing a more traditional American punting style, uh, Wilson Berry, that is. So I, I he was someone I didn't really look at too much. I, I made the joke about him because – he was walking on the sidelines before practice was over and he had his helmet in his hand and he had the hat on. I, I joked that he was basically like an NFL quarterback, like a student, you know how it is on TV. As soon as those guys take their helmets off, I mean, they got that hat thrown right on their head and he was walking around in his UK cap uh, while practice was still going. I, I liked that about him, but I did. I watched Ruffalo a little bit too, kicking. Um, I mean, I didn't focus on it a ton, but he, uh, I think you kind of just know what he's going to give you. I mean, he's been here quite a while now now is chance poor going to take over holding duties on kicking because he was holding for ruffalo in a lot of those drills that makes sense i think that's typically how it's been under yeah. right those special it, teams guys have all held for each other yeah didn't duffy hold yes, yes yeah. he did so they're so they're they are going to need someone there and I, I think it will be chance considering that he was the one working uh with ruffalo so that's another another way for him to get on the field i'm assuming he'll still do kickoffs and uh, Ruffalo will take over field goal duties, and then the punting game looks strong as well. But as far as defense, I, I said I didn't pay as much atten of attention to that area of the field. Obviously, the Carrington Valentine pick was very impressive. They've got some dudes on that side of the ball that have some swagger. Valentine is one of them. <laughs> I mean, he has a lot of confidence. Uh, Vito Tisdale's there. They have got Yusuf Corker. You mentioned him. I thought he made some nice plays today, some pass breakups and things like that. He just He's just a physical-looking guy in the secondary there, Derek, a guy that has all SEC written all over him. This defense has guys that can make plays. Yeah, they do. Um, I was kind of just trying to look at who lined up where, and uh, something that kind of caught my eye today in the position drills is Vito Tisdale 
and Joel Williams, who was also a defensive back, listed as a defensive back anyway. Uh, pretty big recruit for Kentucky out of high school. He also uh, – so they had the nickelbacks basically working with the outside linebackers. I think that's going to be a way to get some more speed on the field. Tisdale would have – it might have been Levis. I can't remember who the quarterback was. It was either Levis or Gatewood. Either way, it wasn't the quarterback's fault. Um, but on one of their reps, Gatewood just blew right by – or not Gatewood, sorry, Tisdale blew right by the right tackle and would have had a sack. At least would have had a chance at a sack in a game. And I think using that speed kind of off the edge will be a different look for Kentucky this year. But I just found it interesting that those two guys for part of practice were going through with the outside linebackers. Um, first team wise, kind of what you would expect. I think it was a little different because again, this is one, this is one thing I wouldn't read too much into because if you go to practice tomorrow, it could be different, but Josiah Hayes did run with the first team today at nose guard with the call out. And they had Rodgers with the second team. I think those two guys are interchangeable. He could switch either one. But Octavius Oxendine, he was out there. Uh, they're going to play all those boundary tackles. Uh, Gibson wasn't out there today, but Abule, uh, Body Fitzgerald was the other guy who was there. At linebacker, maybe a surprise, Sean, maybe not, because he's only been here a few days, uh, practicing for a few days. But um, Jacquez Jones, the old Miss transfer, he ran with the second team. And Jared Casey was running with the first team along with DeAndre Square. But uh, in terms of freshmen, you had Trevin Wallace. I mean, that kid's going to play. I think we all know that. He was running second team already. So look for him to play. Um, but besides that, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing else really stood out to me. Just, just really good depth, I think, on this team. Kentucky's gotten to the point. They've recruited really well. And a lot of these guys, we talk about the backups. Trevin Wallace, high four-star kid. Joe Williams. Uh, high three or a four star, depending on where you look. Who I think was committed to Florida at one point had a lot of good offers. Um, and the secondary, I mean, Taj Dotson was playing a lot as a freshman back in 2019. This is still a, he's still a backup. Um, you got on the defensive line, I mean, that's where they've really recruited well. Trayvon Ripka, Sam and Ellie, some of these guys who aren't probably getting a ton of reps right now. These are three, you know, high three star, four star caliber kids. So you would hope that the drop off. Um, as the season goes on anyway, it won't be as dramatic. So I think they've done a really good job recruiting that side of the ball. Um, and I'll be curious to see kind of the different looks that they give this year. But, again, it's a little tougher, like I said, I think for these guys on defense because you're, you're not seeing the full contact and they can't really shine as much, I would say. But Valentine, did, he, he made the play of the day uh, for the defense, I would say. But just a lot of bodies, though. I mean, depth, that was something when Stoops got here. They just did not have quality depth. And it's taken, you know, probably up until five or six years. I mean, they've, they've had quality depth for, for a little while now, but that's one of the things that stands out to you. If you've been coming to these practices long enough, you see a roster full of legitimate SEC guys. And a couple of takeaways from Mark Stoops. He he yelled at the third string <laughs> defense, told them to get their asses up off the bench. And yeah. he, was, he was invested in the whole – team today at that practice you can tell that they run things a certain way they want it done a certain way and they're going to hold dudes accountable regardless of where they are on the depth chart and then two he had the interview there that was put on the video board with fans and he didn't shy away Derek from saying it's going to be a heck of a year yeah yeah I mean he I think he uh I don't know if he was prepared for that honestly Sean do you do you think he was prepared for 
I don't think he was for that interview. He uh, also made a comment about the mic, which I thought was funny because, I mean, the mic was kind of cutting out. It was kind of hard to tell what was being said. But um, I, it was a pretty good crowd. If you guys listened to the show and you were there today, uh, props to you. I mean, it, I'm, I'm actually seeing a video pop up on my Twitter feed right now as I talk. And uh, it cleared out a little bit as the day went on. I mean, it got a little warm. And after about an hour or so, I would say a lot of people who were just casuals had kind of seen what they wanted to see when they got there. But uh, I, I would make the petition to have it in the stadium every year. I mean, it's a better viewing experience for fans. Yeah, I, I know it probably takes away a little bit from what they do because they got the multiple fields to work with at the actual football facility. Uh, but for one practice this early in the year when it's just helmets anyway, I say keep it in the stadium. They had the video board on. They had camera people working it. It was just, I think, a pretty good viewing experience for fans, especially for – this is the only time you're going to, have to see them all year anyway. So I think to do that one practice there makes sense. And uh, I hope the people who did go today had a good time. And I hope the people who didn't get the chance to, um, we filled you in enough that you don't feel like you really missed anything. Yeah. We're four weeks away from Almost the here. day of the, of the Kentucky football season. Four, four Saturdays from now, we'll be talking about actual Kentucky football against another opponent, not a practice. The, uh, post-game episode. Well, I've been up most likely yeah. by this time four weeks from now. I'm excited about it. Fun. Yeah, it's fun to think about. I know you all listening to the show, you're excited about it. It felt good to be out at Kroger Field today. Hopefully they have a fall camp here, Derek, that they avoid injuries and they can be healthy going into that opening game because I, I saw today the depth that Mark Stoops and the staff has built at Kentucky is on full display across multiple levels of this football team. There's talent, there's depth. You've got transfers who are going to step into pivotal roles on this team. Quarterback play, to me, already seems like it's going to be an improvement from what has been there, regardless of who wins that job. And now these wide receivers are going to have a chance and opportunity to make plays and to kind of showcase themselves the way this ground attack has the last few years. So a lot of excitement there. We'll be sure to cover all of it. We're going to have uh, Cole Kublik is going to join us this coming week to preview Kentucky football, why he had Kentucky second in the East. Talk about that offensive line and some other things. We also are going to have a basketball recruiting episode with Brandon Jenkins of 24-7 Sports. He's going to join us and talk some topics as well. But we'll be talking football, basketball. We'll do mailbags. I'm already getting mailbag questions, Derek. So we'll get to <laughs> some more mailbag episodes this coming week. Bear with us. I'm going to, as soon as we finish recording this episode, I'm going to work on getting a new microphone, new setup. Make sure we get the quality audio back to you. Hopefully you all can uh, bear with that the next few days. We thought it was more important to have different audio than to not have an episode for you. Right, Derek? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're not going to mess around with that. But uh, we're going to take Sunday off. So we hope you enjoy Sunday unless something crazy happens. But we're going to take Sunday off. That's the plan. And then we will be ready to kickstart this thing again on Monday with a new week. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 